This you must always bear in mind. What is the nature of the whole, and what is my nature, and how this is related to that, and what kind of part it is, of what kind of whole? And there is no one who can hinder you from always doing and saying the things which are in accord with the nature of which you are a part. Theophrastus, in his comparison of wrong acts, such a comparison as one might make to fit the common notions of mankind, says, like a true philosopher, that offenses committed through desire are more blameworthy than those committed through anger. For a man excited by anger seems to abandon his reason with pain and unconscious shrinking, but he who sins through desire, overpowered by pleasure, seems more intemperate and more unmanly in his offenses. Rightly then, and like a philosopher, he said that a sin committed with pleasure is more blameworthy than one committed with pain. The first is more like a person who has been wronged, and through pain compelled to be angry. But the second is moved by his own impulse to do wrong, and carried on to sin by desire. Since it is possible that you may be quitting life this very moment, govern every act and thought accordingly. But to go away from mankind, if there are gods, is no thing to be afraid of, for the gods will do you no evil, and if they do not exist, or if they have no concern for human affairs, why should I live in a universe devoid of gods or devoid of providence? But in truth they do exist, and they do care for human things, and they have put it entirely in man's power not to fall into real evils. As to other troubles, if they were really evil, they would have provided for them also, and given man the power not to fall into them. Now, that which does not make a man worse, how can it make his life worse? But neither because it was ignorant, nor because with the knowledge it had not the power to guard against or correct these things, could the nature of that universe have overlooked them, nor could it have made so great a mistake, either through want of power or want of skill, that the real good and evil should happen indiscriminately to good men and bad, but death certainly, and life, honor and dishonor, pain and pleasure, all these things do happen alike to good men and bad, for they are things which make us neither better nor worse. Therefore they are really neither good nor evil. How quickly all things disappear, bodies into the universe, memories of them in time. What is the nature of sense objects, and particularly of those which attract with the bait of pleasure, or terrify by pain, or are known everywhere for their vapory fame? How worthless and contemptible and sordid and perishable, and dead they are. All this it is the part of the intellect to observe. To observe, too, what people they are, whose opinions and voices create a reputation, what death is, 
and how, if a man looks at it in itself, and by the abstract power of reflection, analyzes the features of it which strike the imagination, he will discover it is nothing else than an operation of nature, and he who fears the course of nature is a child. Death, however, is not only a work of nature, but it is also a thing that fulfills the purposes of nature. Observe, too, how man comes near to the deity, and by what part of him, and when this part of him is so disposed. Nothing is more wretched than the man who travels about everywhere, and pries into things beneath the earth, as the poet says, and strives to conjecture the thoughts of his neighbors, without perceiving that it is sufficient to attend to the divinity within him, and to reverence it sincerely. And to revere the divinity means keeping it pure from passion and frivolity, and content with gods and men. For the government of the gods merits veneration for its excellence, and the deeds of men should be dear to us by reason of our kinship with them. Sometimes they even move our pity by reason of their ignorance of good and evil. This defect is as great as the blindness which cannot tell white from black. Though you were to live three thousand years, or three million, still remember that no man loses any other life than this which he now lives or lives any other than this which he now loses. The longest and the shortest thus come to the same. For the present is the same to everyone, though the past is not the same, and what is lost appears to be a mere moment. For a man cannot lose either his past or his future. For what a man has not, how can anyone take from him? These two things, then, you must bear in mind, the first, that all things from eternity repeat the same forms and come round in a circle, and that it makes no difference whether a man gazes at the same things for a hundred years, or two hundred, or an infinite time, and the second, that the longest liver and he who dies soonest lose just the same. For the present is the only thing a man can lose, if it is true that it is the only thing he has, and that a man cannot lose a thing which he has not. Remember that all is but opinion, 